Hello, Rianne. Hello, Lee. Thank you for coming back. Pleasure. Thanks I've for having you. me in um, in the hot tub. <laughs> so enjoyable. I should have got, got some water, made splashy noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to attempt something then, and then I thought better of it. No. What? I just like what's it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this hot tub is so great. Doesn't sound like a hot tub. No, I know. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. How are you? Yeah, fine. <laughs> Going mad already. Um, yeah, good. Have yeah. you up to anything interesting? I have, yes, Lee. Thank you for asking. <laughs> what have you? Are we talking about interesting? my interesting story yeah, first, we'll or yours? We'll talk about your interesting story first. Oh, right, saving the best for last, are we? Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in uh, um, a sort of radio play, but a live radio play mm-hmm. recently, which was really fun satirical comedy um <laughs> which no one who lives on the isle of man would understand because they don't know who any of the people are but um yeah it was really fun basically it worked like we had mics on on set and um scripts as well and yep. and then we were just silly and it was a sketch show basically and i got to do my job but in a more funny way <laughs> and people laughed thank ha- god well, they normally laugh don't they <laughs> just out of nervousness. <laughs> Three, can why I, is she not blinking? Can I uh, leave now? Yeah. <laughs> no, you stay till the end. <laughs> you haven't applauded. <laughs> yeah. Now we have to start again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved it. Yeah, I was really nervous. Really, really nervous. Yeah, I getting on in front of people's hard. Such a rush, though. Yeah, it's just yeah, the build I, up to it. Well, I, 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 I'm not, sw- I'm not switching stories just yet. But yeah, I've, I've never done it before like that until, until mm. recently, mm. and it's, it's a strange, strange experience. Well, at least I think in my situation, even though I was playing a part of what I do for work, like reading the news, you're still kind of masking yourself with um, a group. Yeah, with a group, and yeah. also I I made sure to sort of change myself enough to not be me reading. Did you have like a little silly like glasses <laughs> and a moustache on? No, no, a wig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I just sat up straighter and imagined imagined myself as because I think because the scripts like the boys but is wrote, that your rubbish superhero costume like Superman's glasses? Good posture. Yeah, good posture. <laughs> <laughs> no one recognises me. <laughs> um, but. The scripts were so funny and I thought the straighter I play it, the better. So um, a good straight way to play it would be a classic BBC news presenter. Mm-hmm. Um, did, you, did you have a classic BBC presenter voice? Yeah, I put on a bit of a po- just a Let, sort let's of have it. a slight part. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I don't even know. I think I just pronounced my T's a little bit more and our main news stories today. Um, you know, made it a Some little bit. Some of our listeners are freaks, they'll be into this. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's like made it a little bit camp as well. But there was a great gag about um you know FC Isle of Man. Yes. The new local club that mm-hmm. is gonna play in the FA League. And they're great. I interview them regularly and um one of the boys wrote a sketch about them being like 
and in sport, uh, FC Isle of Man has uh, won a game against none other than uh, Liverpool FC. Um, Liverpool came over and it was a strike of luck for FC Isle of Man because uh, Liverpool were were self-isolating in the Comas Hotel whilst the match was happening. So (laughs) FC Isle of Man... Had a stunning victory, 84-1, because uh, there was an own goal uh, in the second half when one of the players didn't realise they'd changed ends. Um, so it was just the boys write so well, it makes it easy to be funny. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I want to do it again. Are you going to do more of them? Yes, hopefully, if they'll have me back. I'm sure they will. Better. Just just for the um, exposure on the radio. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you can always blackball them from Max Radio. Yeah. It was it was funny, actually, because people in the audience were like, do they all re- work at the radio station? And it was like, yes, that's how this came to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that the first one or the second one? The second one. Did you do the first one as well? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was n- news reading in the first one as well, because I prefer... I think I can pull off the news reading gags better than I can pull off the sketch gags because mm. sketch gags, uh, you have to act more, um, which I don't trust myself to do. Why not? I don't know. I think I can get quite competitive with myself and just think I'm being shit. And you know, when you can, you know, when someone That's delivers good, a line though. and it sounds rubbish, yeah. you know, when it, and, and it's cringe being in the audience when you can hear a line that isn't delivered well. And I just don't want to. No, but it's it's good. I'm too competitive with it's, myself. Yeah, but that but that's good. If you don't know when you're being shit, you can't get better. True, but also if you're too aware of being shit, you can also not get better. I think I'd be good at it after a gin. Yeah. So I'll just yeah. take a hip flask. Well, I, did you have a little drinky before you did this? I couldn't. Oh, before I did the podcast? No. <laughs> yeah, just in general. I was like, I don't need a drink to talk. <laughs> no, before you did the play. Uh, no, I was tempted to have a gin. And then I thought, I'm such a lightweight. I'd better not. Yeah. Um, so I resisted. I had to have a couple of pints before I did the Oh, thing. yeah. I'm not surprised. But one Dutch thing, courage. What I did realise was um, they have a German beer, which is one of our... Um, Listeners' favourite beers, it turns out, after a discussion. Mm. A German beer called Hacker down the down in Compton Vaults. Mm. Now, Hacker's messed me up on more than one occasion. It says it's 5%. I think that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I had one of these, so that's fine. And I'm not like a child when it comes to having a <laughs> pint. And I got halfway down the second one. I thought, these are working. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it got anything to do with the New Zealand hacker? Oh, I don't know. Is that called the hacker? God, I oh is. no! Oh yeah, that's the... a very strong, aggressive dance. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't imagine strong, so. It's a German beer. beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know. Surely you've got to have a little drink. You know, not too much, obviously, but to do stand up, like like I was saying, unless you unless you do stand up as a kind of persona or character yeah you are yeah. very exposed I, well, I think it's that's what um i found odd and because i hadn't really thought about it before and i kind of hoped that um the same as doing this and like the same as playing in a band as well that my uh oh God, <laughs> well i can put it two ways either my um enjoyment of trying to entertain people 
or if we're perfectly honest, my constant like need for acceptance from other people. Do you constantly need acceptance? No, I don't know. I um I think anyone that does any sort of entertainment does really. Yeah, does I it think, for, yeah, you're for looking, an ego sort you're of looking boost. For, so you're looking for something you're looking for a kickback, looking aren't you? Looking for approval, yeah. It's not, it's a symbiotic relationship. Um but whenever like for, I mean I've I've probably done hundreds of gigs now. You know, with various bands over the years, and I've had some good gigs as well. I've supported like Doves in front of a few thousand people and stuff That's like really that. That's really cool. Um, but I'd, I've never been so nervous as doing that. And I think it was because if you play in a band and something bad happens, even if you explode, people leave going, "That band was awful." Yeah. But if you bomb as a stand-up, people leave going, Lee Stevens was shit. Yes. <laughs> Lee Stevens. God, someone should write an article about how terrible he was. Yeah. So that, I, I hadn't thought about that up until a couple of minutes before I did it. And even to the point where I uh, I was stood thinking, I've never held a microphone. Mm. I thought, how do you... What? Have you not done karaoke? No. Oh, okay. Oh, oh so maybe... Maybe, yeah. but the state I'd have been in to do karaoke, <laughs> it's no help. Yeah. I remember, I've got a funny story about karaoke, actually. The, uh, but uh, I remember a time I was in London, I think it was, and there was a, um, we, we found this karaoke bar. It was like a, it was run by a, like a Japanese family. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Like, it was exactly how I'd want a karaoke bar to look. It was brilliant. I was with the with my band. We'd been playing. And we got really drunk. I remember I remember doing karaoke that night because I remember me and uh, the singer getting up and trying to sing Drive by Incubus. He's a great singer, so that was fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But karaoke is about bad singing. It is, yeah. But it's still, it's not ideal. Me, sing, <laughs> me singing in any environment is not a bad it's not a, like a good time. Um, but our rhythm guitarist, who will remain nameless, was quite the loose cannon, mm. quite the loose cannon. And he ended up, there was a, a um, if you can imagine, a slightly taller, jacked odd job, this this bouncer looked like. A slightly taller what? You know, odd job from James Bond. Okay, yeah. Do you remember the little guy with the hat? No, I'm not a Bond fan, I'm sorry. Um, what have we got? So, just, just so was he tall bit. or small? Because no, you no, gestured. He was, he was like a barrel, built. like right, a okay. barrel. Okay. There we go. That's think of better. a barrel. I know yeah. what a barrel is. Think, think of a barrel, but he was one of those barrels, like you see doing strongman competitions, where yes, they where look, they pull like twelve buses yeah. behind them, and then they they're like the the size of a small car in thickness, yeah, and then you find their BMI out, and it's like five percent still. <laughs> um, so he he was stood at the bottom of the stairs, and our rhythm guitarist ended up having a fight with this guy. <laughs> Sorry, I'll tell you what I'm laughing at in a bit. Okay, <laughs> and, um, I don't mean to detract from your story there. Story <laughs> <on>. <laughs> um, so he gets thrown out, and just to try and ease the situation, I imagine with the the, the Japanese owners, mm. he shouts down at this massive Japanese guy that was down the bottom, and said, "Oh fuck off, you triad!" <gasps> so. The bouncer starts slowly walking towards Danny mm. and me and the singer each grab a leg of the bouncer and he starts walking up the stairs with us both holding, oh holding onto one of his legs. 
And I remember looking looking to our singer and just mouthing, how's he doing this? <laughs> And eventually Danny got away and they loved us. They even they were still nice to us even after he'd been a complete prat. Mm. What are you laughing at, Rianne? What have I done? No, no, no. It was the way you were describing like the macho man and I was just you know those you know how Family Guy does pop up scenes, you know, when Peter's like, Hey, this is like and then it cuts to yes. a short scene. So many of those pop into my head on a regular basis. It's because I can paint pictures with words. Yes. It, well, <laughs> apparently so, because when you were telling me that story, I was, was imagining um, <laughs> when they talk about a pig on steroids and like, the, and and it's this massive pig walking around. And then I think, oh yeah, no, it is just a really built pig. And they go, oh, it's like a pig on steroids. And then he just goes oink like really aggressively <laughs> and that's what i thought when you were telling me <laughs> oink <laughs> oh steroid stew um oh yeah that was that was on like telly the other day steps, yeah oh, i love that episode it's the it's the it's the stairs bit <laughs> where what? brian's trying to oh. i just messing with you oh it's so good the, the thing is as well i went um a company i used to work for years and years and years ago the uh, one of the guys that uh, worked with us, he was, or not him, he was a nice guy, but his best mate was very much a not very clever, lift heavy things, mm-hmm. and but beca- and because of they they were all sort of like gym buddies together, and I don't know, apparently you can't stick needles in your own ass. Um, they, uh, I I bumped into lots of those. I'm just messing with you, kind of guys, and they're like, oh fuck off, and fuck off it did. The whole podcast just fucked off. Uh, I'm recording this after the fact. Rianne is not here. Um, I, I, this is just my way of trying to get another po- little podcast out for you. Uh, I'll, I'll probably drop this later on in the week, so I'm not going to do a massive thing here. But yeah, uh, Rianne's show sounded like a really good time. I wish I could have gone. I couldn't go. I was somewhere else, unfortunately. But um, yeah, uh, I, what we talked about later on, was uh, the fact that I went and did a little bit of stand-up comedy. Who'd have thunked it? Who'd have thunked I could have tried to be funny for people? Um, I'm. I, I, thank you to all you people that give me some nice words about it. Thanks to anyone that went and watched the video. Like the, if you look at the view count on like that pod, that video with everybody else's that 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 has done stand-up there, it crushed view-wise. You know so. Thank you. That's you people. You know, it's not it's not local people that from the Isle of Man that's going on and watching me do stand up. It's it's mostly you guys that are supporting me. And you know, it's 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 nice that the um, it was a very nerve wracking thing to do. I've I've never done anything as difficult as that. Um, I've never sat down and actually tried to write anything like that before. You know, it's um, as as it stands now. It's I've got. It's made me think because of the um, feedback I got that maybe some of the th- the thoughts I have in my head are uh, might be entertaining to other people. So I've been writing more notes to try and write some more bits and things around different things I'm thinking. So hopefully when I do my next show, well, I don't know. Do you call it a show if it's an open mic? It's not really your show. Is it a gig? I feel like a gig's music. I know gig's just anything, but... The uh, yeah, when I do when I do when when I do my next set, um, 
you, hopefully what you'll get is a more refined version of what I've already done and maybe another two minute to two, two minutes of new material uh, of which I, have, I haven't, I've only started half writing really, but that means saying that I need to, I need to kind of finish what I was like the, the actual set set first as well too. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I've got two weeks, two weeks, three weeks maybe to get that all down and ready and uh, prepared for human ears. And it would be in a different part of the Isle of Man, in a different pub. Um, so it's, I, I've, I've no idea what to expect. Hopefully I can get the same sort of right response, if not better than the last one. Uh, hopefully, I can just just. I want to be more confident. For, for those of you that haven't watched it, the uh, I um, I don't think I start re- reading from my phone for the whole time. But I did have my phone in my hand to help me remember bits and what parts of bits I was I was doing. Um, I've never been so nervous. I've never been so nervous. I've I've played um, in front of a couple of thousand people um, before. But music-wise, I, pl- I played many gigs. I played in uh, like um, Dublin Castle in London. I played in the Cavern in Liverpool, which meant a lot to me. Um, I've, I've I've played some really good gigs over the years. You know, nothing, no, no, no insane things. I've done like the Liverpool Academy was a big one for for me, or Book Academy Two was big. You know, when you come from the Isle of Man, it's nice to get things like that on board. But. Uh, even so, I've never felt nervous like that. I've never ever like the the the, the nerves I felt where I, I think it was because I didn't know if I could do it or not, and that was the big question mark that was over the whole thing. I was just sat or stood with my friend watching the uh, the girl which organises it all. Uh, she did a good fifteen minutes before before I went on, and I remember thinking to myself. In any minute now, she's going to say my name and I've got to get up there and I've got to do it. And I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I, I've never, never done this before. I don't even know how to hold a microphone. I only thought of that two minutes before I went on stage. I've never held a microphone. I think I might have held a microphone once to do my best man speech, but that's slightly different, even though it's a bit the same. But, you know, it's a different situation but when you it was quite busy as well it's because it's only a little little um there was a little room like club downstairs where we were and there was about 50 people in there maybe and that's quite full in there it feels full with the with that amount of people uh and they look at you and they go right make us laugh motherfucker you know it's you're the one you're the one that's decided to put your name down for this you're the one that thinks you're funny prove it um but it was i mean for a first time as well the the people that were watching i couldn't have asked for better people uh the, the amount of people that came up to me afterwards uh to congratulate me on having a go and to do my first set and the um i i don't know like it's i don't know when i felt like a drummer i know i'm a drummer i know i'm a musician I don't know how many gigs it felt before I felt like I was a magi- uh, I was a magician before I felt like I was a musician um but I did like it was one of those things where you do something and you get off and you think break it down especially when I watched it back after the week later I thought right 
if I apply myself here, I can be all right at this. You know, I'm not saying there's world tours and stadiums there, but I did think to myself, if I just apply myself and do go about things the way I go about things to make myself better at them, which is like constant self-disapproval and deprecation. Um, I can be, I can be all right. And, uh, that's, that's what, that's, that's my mission now for hope, hopefully, cause I'm, I'm really hoping lockdown doesn't put like a, a bit of a thing to this. Cause I think basically by the sounds of it, I will have October, November, December. So maybe three more, three more gigs before the end of the year. And then probably nothing in January. Um, and then after that, hopefully there'll be more opportunities for me to do more comedy because, um, Rihanna is wanting to do another. She, she for, for those of you that don't don't know this, uh, the reason I know Rihanna is because she came on my podcast to promote her comedy night where, where she was. She wasn't performing. She was just, or she she used to work in a, a comedy club in London, and uh, she was putting gigs on over here. And that's how, that's how we met. She came she came to sort of try and like plug it and talk about it on the podcast. And that's how we became friends. Um, and she's going to do more of that on the island. So between that and the other, like the comedy taster that um, is be uh, shows that are getting put around, hopefully there'll be more opportunities for me to do uh, comedy on the island. And then who knows? Who knows? You might see me. You might see me popping into an open mic in the UK here and there. Um, so yeah, uh, it's look, it's a short podcast. This because everything went wrong. Um, I just wanted to come and do something. I'll probably drop this on Wednesday. Um, I wanted to do something for you because you've all been really good with sticking sticking by me while I've been doing things, and it's one of the reasons why there was the uh, Mussy Audio itself sort of fell up, fell by the wayside for the last episode because, um, it's uh, writing five minutes of comedy is so hard and I didn't realize how long five minutes was um you know it's it it was one it's one of the hardest things I've ever done I hopefully it will get easier in a way because the I was um I don't think it'll get easier to think of the things or to try and like to try and create it but one thing that might make it easy is I didn't know if I could do it while I was doing it and that's I've never done that before. I've never, I've never tried to sort of embark on any sort of project where I wasn't sure if it was even possible for me to do it. You know, if it, it, I mean, there's something different. There's like I can, I know I can make people laugh in a setting sat with people, but I wasn't sure whether I could make people laugh like in a room with lots of people as it turns out i feel more more comfortable with the idea that actually making 50 people laugh isn't much different to making one person laugh in front of you so that's that's one thing i tried to treat it as a podcast as well that's kind of what i've linked it to and i think that's that's a good move for me is like like these podcasts I do when I do like a monologue thing like Hot Lap and when I've done Mussy Audio podcast in the past on my own. Uh, that's how I treated the stand-up was I just pretended I was speaking to. Like like now I pretend I, it's, I'm, I'm in a room on my own but I'm 
I'm still talking to you guys. You just can't you can't reply to me, but that's the way I the way I treat doing these things. I I, I feel like I'm having a conversation because I know you guys are going to listen to it. It's not like I'm just having a conversation on my own. So in in that respect, it's it's an actual conversation with people. But uh, yeah, I again, I without without sounding all grovelly and I I don't know. Uh, I just I just want to say thank you for all the nice words. Um, if you want to check out, if if you listen to this and you haven't watched my stand up, uh, you want to watch the the, my, the first time I've ever had a crack at it. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, if you type in Lee Stevens, uh, it comes up pretty sharpish, and um, you will see me in a blue check shirt, looking like a comedian. And that's that's one thing I I took from some of the pictures. Like I felt like I looked like a comedian. There was times doing the set that I actually felt like I was a comic, and that was that was really nice. That was a really good feeling. It was a it was a big buzz actually. Even like for days after, I was I was pretty I was pretty excited with it all. I I, I I'm I'm struggling to think about what it, what, the, what the difference is between that and playing a gig with a band. Um, gig with a band's different when you've come off stage because you're tired, like you're sweaty and you're um, you physically exerted yourself for an hour, an hour and a half. Um. But this was a different feel. It was a, it was a feel of adulation and relief, where, you know, it's I, I if I'd have gone up there and sucked like donkey balls for five minutes, maybe it maybe it would have felt a bit different. But it, it I left with a feeling of, I don't think at this present moment in time I could have done better than that, and I think it doesn't matter at that point. It it. As long as it goes well and you you think you haven't left anything on the table. The one thing I did do, which was maybe a mistake, was I panicked before I went on. I turned up to the venue early. Uh, I was sat outside on the bench waiting for them to open the doors and I rewrote my set. I basically rewrote all the jokes. You see, it was, I was kind of going for the same pretenses and same punchlines and stuff like that, but all the leads. And I missed a couple of punchlines, which luckily enough, the punchlines I missed were like secondary punchlines where I'd... I'd wrote jokes to go, and this is a punchline. Wait for the hopeful laughter. And here's something else that's a fun funny, which is connected. Uh, and I missed a couple of the second ones. I'm a little bit of a sh- uh, that's a little bit of a shame because I, I think at least one of them was really good. I think one of them is a really good punchline. I'm looking forward to using that in the future. Uh, the first gag I did, the euthanasia joke, um, I, I think that's a better joke than the response it got. And I think I delivered it poorly. I think that I was so nervous. I swore so much. And I know I swear quite a lot anyway. Um, but I swore so much. And I think that was just nerves. But um, yeah, I look I look forward to do more comedy. Much more comedy, if in fact, like the to the point where I think it might it might become one of my, my new main things. Um so anyway, I just wanted to check in with you guys. I wanted to do I have to I'll be totally honest i haven't listened to the first 13 minutes of this podcast yet so uh, i hope when i listen back to it that rianne got in what was talking about her show because it sounds like it was absolutely fantastic and uh i'm very proud of her for doing that i'm very i'm very happy that she's back performing 
and I, I, I could tell just from speaking to her before we did the podcast how happy she was to be on a stage again, and that that made me happy. Um, other than that, I will see y'all later. Uh, if you want to help, if you want to help me do the stuff I'm doing, like, and realistically, when you, I mean, when you subscribe to the Patreon, you're kind of you're kind of helping me do whatever creative projects I get under, whether it's the stand up, whether it's podcasts. You know, it's you're you're supporting me to to take like it's it's that thing of like it's obviously it's not none of these things pay for my life, but um, you can you can think to yourself if you if you know you've got like just a little bit coming in from the podcast, it makes you go, ah, well, I can sacrifice that day of work and I can treat it like the podcast paid me for that day, that type of thing, and um. Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you for all your support, not just monetary, but like I said before, the uh, the messages you all sent me, um, like PMs as well. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah. It, that, that I mean, that's the other thing. I know I know none of yous were messaging me like publicly because it's like a, a virtue signal thing. Yeah, I know, I know it's not that, but when you people took the took the time to even to PM me as well about this, you know, both on Instagram and Twitter. Um, as, well, as well as comment on the video on YouTube and stuff like that. It did. It genuinely meant the world to me. So thank you very much. And uh, I will be back with a proper must-see audio next week, even if I have to sit there for an hour and a half doing it myself, because uh, you guys deserve it. Bye-bye. Listening to Must See Audio.